last word on health on Today FM. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. Duffy, who's with us for our weekly health spot. And we're doing this out of a certain degree of personal interest, Alona, for me, because I'm, I have what I presume to be a head cold at present. You might hear it in my voice a little bit. I'm sneezing. There's a bit of phlegm coming up when I cough. Uh, am I wrong to assume that it's simply a cold? Is there a way that I could check in case it might be something different? Well, Matt, you're right. Actually, it's quite interesting listening to you because there are a few signs there for me, even as a GP, listening to you. So obviously, as you said, you've got the snuffles, you've got the sneezing and you've got that husky voice, which is clearly as a result of post-nasal drips. So you're probably aware of mucus going down the back of your throat, yeah. gathering there. And that's what then makes you cough. So often people think they have a chest infection when it's not. So I suppose for everybody out there, before you even going to your GP or you're thinking, what's wrong? Is it a chest infection? Think, is it upper respiratory or lower respiratory and upper respiratory? like yourself all nasal type symptoms you may be blowing your nose but you may not it the mucus can all be going backwards and typically people are doing that throat clearing sound or they find when they lie down loads of gunk gathers at the back of the throat and that sets out a fit of coughing or choking in them too okay so so it's just a cold is it it might well, be anything I, else yeah Worth asking you a few other questions. So, so I mean, what is the difference? We know that colds and flus, like influenza is the big thing we're talking about at the moment and RSV, but influenza because obviously it's the time of the year for the vaccine. And we know that influenza tends to hit and cause hospitalizations, especially in older patients. So how do you know what it is? I think the, there are two big things, the rapidity of onset. So how soon do your symptoms come on and how sick do you get? And do you have a high temperature? So Flu will always tend to be really sudden. You're doing well, you're at work, you're at home, feel okay. And then suddenly, like literally half an hour later, you feel like you've been run over by a truck or by a bus. Your aches and pains all over. You've probably got a high temperature, so you may not have a thermometer, but you'll kind of be feeling cold and shivery or hot and sweating. And I think that's another very important point. People often think when they're cold and shivery, they wrap themselves up and forget to check their temperatures. So they're actually making their body temperature higher because the sweating is to help cool us down and some of that shivering is there too. So have a thermometer in the house. Um, The big thing, again, the temperature will lead to the headaches, it'll lead to the aches and pains and it'll add to that whole fatigue. So if you are having a temperature, it's important to know and do something about it. Meaning, you know, drink cold fluids, take paracetamol or ibuprofen if you're allowed to take it. And the reason I say if you're allowed to take it is that um, older people or people who have kidney problems and then kidney failure should be avoiding ibuprofen and taking their paracetamol as a number one line for pain and for temperatures. Should I be doing a COVID test? Yes, you, you should. If you have any kind of respiratory <laughs> symptoms, I kind of think just so you know. Now, again, all of these diseases are highly contagious. Simple common cold is contagious and flu is contagious and, and COVID. But the big problem with COVID at the moment is while we're not seeing high rates of admission, some other countries are noticing a, a, a start in the rise again of people being admitted with COVID. But also for anybody who's out there, if you get COVID, you still have to restrict for seven days. So if you have COVID, you're home working from home for seven days, perhaps feeling quite unwell of a family member who has it at the moment, kind of really thought it was a sinusitis. But tested positive and feels rotten, has lost taste and smell, all of those things again. So um, test so you know that you're not going to spread it to anyone else is the big message and you know how long you should be staying home for. I know I'm asking these questions on behalf of loads of people, not just myself, but what if you have other conditions such as being an asthmatic? 
Yes, very good question. For anyone who's asthmatic or got chronic bronchitis, it is really important that you have your backup plan in place. So that means you're probably, if you've asthma or bronchitis, on two inhalers, and especially our younger asthmatics, maybe on a prevention inhaler that they're taking every day. So they should have a plan that if they get a virus, they get a flare of the asthma, so their airways become inflamed, perhaps they're going into a bit of spasm, giving them the wheeze and the barking cough, the shortness of breath, that they'll up their steroid inhaler, their preventer inhaler, double a dose ticket four times a day instead of twice a day and start using their blue inhaler. So again, as we move into wintertime and moving near Christmas, really important that people have their medications in place. And if you're asthmatic, you always have a blue inhaler, your reliever inhaler at home in case you start developing a bit of an asthma attack. I have mine in my pocket. Now talk to me about RSV, which a lot of people are talking about at the moment. Is this something that particularly children at the moment are vulnerable to, which their parents might confuse for a cold? It is, and it's going to give very much the same symptoms. So RSV is another common virus that will give all of the same type of symptoms. So why are we talking about it a bit more? We're talking about it because we have seen a rapid rise in hospitalizations of young children. It tends to be kids who are more at risk of hospital, will be children under the age of six months or children who have underlying health conditions or are very premature. So we know that in, in children under the age of six months who get RSV, approximately two to three may be admitted. And um, information was given out by our children's hospitals in Dublin saying that they are under pressure. They have seen a surge in admissions of very sick young babies. So does every child get sick? No. We, as we can see from that, two to three children per hundred in the under six months who get RSV may end up in hospital needing a little bit of help with their breathing. Um, but what do you do with any child who has kind of the snuffles and the cough? You're kind of monitoring. If you can, you'll do the suction things that you can buy from the chemist that help clear mucus from their nose. You may use some saline sprays again to help ease their breathing. You're monitoring their temperatures and then you're monitoring things like are they able to eat? Are they interacting? with you because children who are running into respiratory distress having problems will first of all their breathing will be faster it'll be clear when you strip them down maybe to look at them that they're kind of sucking in the muscles between the ribs maybe sucking in their tummy muscles as they breathe so they're really labored breathing but those children also will find it difficult to feed so you'll find their reduced breastfeeding or bottle feeding or even of their solids and you may find them going flat and just not as interactive with you these are kind of the red flag symptoms that mean you should be seeking medical help but the good news is the majority will improve within a matter of days just with help with their temperatures and encouraging them with their feeding. Very quick question to finish, Alona. A listener wants to know that if you have the nasal drip or the head cold, should you also take an antihistamine? Antihistamines have limited value in it. Um, Sudafed or an anti, you know, kind of a decongestant can help, but you've got to be careful. If you've got uncontrolled blood pressure, you can't take that. So talk to your chemist. The best thing is the nasal washouts. Not very pleasant, but you're squirting saline solutions up through your nasal passage. It'll clear what's there and allow the sinuses to drain while you're upright. So we always recommend that about an hour before bed and that will help. Dr. Lona Duffy, thank you very much. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today,